Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Tell somebody take good advice. Tell another person take good advice. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. In Psalm 1, the Bible says I'm sure most of us know what is in someone. The Bible says, "Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth on the seat of the scornful." But what his delight is in the law of his Lord, and in his law will he meditate in it what day and night. Hallelujah. And Bible said, "This man hmm, shall be shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water; his leaves will not wither." Hallelujah! And he will bring forth his fruit in his season, and whatsoever that person shall do shall prosper. Hallelujah! So right there, the Bible says that blessed is the man. Blessed is the lady, blessed is the woman, blessed is the family, blessed is the person that does not follow the advice or the counsel of an ungodly person. So in other words, blessings is a product of counsel. Can I say that again? Whether you are blessed or you are going to be blessed or not, it depends on who is advising you hallelujah so when you have a godly person a good person counseling advising you bible says you are going to be blessed when the your advisers are not ungodly people when your advisers are not sinners and when your advisers are not scorners bible says that you will be blessed you will be like a tree that is planted by rivers of water hallelujah Amen. and bible say you will bring forth your fruits in your season your leaves will not wither Amen. that means you will not be i mean prematurely aging you will not be like a, a weather beaten eagle you will be succulent you will be half your age some of you you are just 18 but you are looking like 34 <laughs> Your mother looks better than you. It is changing in the name of Jesus. You know there are people I have met and I have known in life I did when you see them you don't know whether they are old or they are young. They move from adolescence straight to old age. There is nothing like that shall never be your story. Bible say your leaves will not wither. Hallelujah. Amen. Your leaves will ever be green. Amen. 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 And whatever you do shall be prosperous. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Oh, yeah. So who is counseling you? 
the truth of the issue is that you cannot know all there is to know in this world. Are you there? Yeah, so there's the need for you to take advice. That is why even the government, we have council of elders or the cabinet. The cabinet, the president is there, but we have the cabinet or the council of elders to advise. Sometimes they are taking a decision and say, no, this decision will not work well. Hallelujah. Are you there? Uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 22. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. What are the Bible says? It said, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they, they are established. Take it from the NLT. You will understand it better. The NLT will let you understand this better. Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 22. Can we read it together? One go. Plans go wrong for lack of what? The plans that you have, the, it will go wrong when you don't have anybody to advise you. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Hallelujah. You know, when you take advice, it's like you are using two heads. So when you take three ad, uh, different people advising you, plus your own, it's like four people. And some people don't like taking advice. They may have good plans. They may have good business ideas. They may, but because of not taking advice, Bible says plans will go wrong. Can you see it? Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Hallelujah. Amen. I see you succeeding. Amen. I said I see you succeeding. Amen. May you take advice. Amen. So this morning... The short exhortation I'm going to give you, we are going to pray and we are going to say to the Lord, the Lord send me a good counsel. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 18. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Look at it. Is it in your Bible? Okay. What does the Bible say? It says, plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to all without wise advice. Hallelujah. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without wise advice. Not just an advice, but wise advice. Amen. Plans succeed. Plans succeed through good counsel. And don't go to war. You are going to start a business, it's a war. You are going to start a marriage, it's a war. Life, it's a war. Profession, even the subject you want to do in the invasion, it's a war, it's fight. You will need to fight to pass every course, every subject. Sometimes you have not even finished the course you are doing, but you have already given up. Because you chose the course without a good advice. So you are still doing the third year, but you are already disappointed. You cannot see the future of what you are doing. And you have fought three years. 
to pass different models. You, you, yeah, you are going to buy a car. You need a good advice. You can buy a car and you will not be happy the rest of your life. The car is always at a mechanic. That shall never be your story. Amen. I said that shall never be your story. Amen. Amen. So I want you to, we are coming to pretend your Bibles with me quickly to 1 Kings chapter 12. 1 Kings chapter 12. We are reading something quickly and we pray with it and God will bless us and we continue with our service. Amen. First Kings chapter 12, I'm reading from the NLT. Bible says, And Rehoboam went to Sichem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jehoboam, son of Nabat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. Now, Rehoboam was the successor of King Solomon. So Solomon gave birth, and his son was called Rehoboam. So when the king was no more, okay, he was the one to continue. And there were others who were afraid of his father. So Rehoboam was the king, and Jehoboam was the one who had run away. Okay, he escaped to Egypt because of Solomon. Verse number three. The leaders of Israel summoned him and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said, lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over. Then come for your answer. So the people went away. Verse number six. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father, Solomon. What is your advice? He asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied. If you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice? He asked them. How should I answer these people who, when, who want me to lighten the burden imposed by my father? The young, man, the young man replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. Tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Say mercy. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make it even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Three days later, 
Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people, for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, my father laid burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. This turn of event was the will of God, for it fulfilled the Lord's message to Jeroboam, son of Nabat, through the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you read further, verse number 16, when all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, down with the dynasty of David. <laughs> we have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David, so the people of Israel return home. So he was made a king over 12 tribes of Israel. But by one counsel, by one advice, he, he, he lost three, uh, 11. He lost 11 of the, <laughs> the 11, of, 11 tribes booted to their own tent. He said, you can, you can, we don't have interest in whatever you want to say. Hallelujah. So I want you to pray this morning. You know, you don't need to know much. And surprisingly, that's why people who look very clever, that's the difference between a goat and a sheep. Sheep are not clever and smart like goats. So sheep depend on the counsel of their shepherd. But very difficult to have a goat that depends on a shepherd. So you see that goats are always smelly. They are fast, they are agile, they can swerve, they can do, but it's difficult to succeed as a goat. But you see sheep everywhere. They are breaking through and succeeding. I want us to pray this morning. As you give your offering, we want to call on God. Lord, send me a good advice. Hallelujah. Send me a good advice. Send me a good advice. Somebody will advise you, even the course you should do. Somebody can advise you where you should stay. Somebody can advise you, even a friend, a friend that is going to destroy your life. Can I tell you something? Where you are in life is as a result of the pieces of advice that you have taken. The advice you've taken from different people has brought you to where you are now. And some of you would have done far better than you are doing now. How many know? Only four people. How many know that if you are taking some better advice and advices, even the school you are doing or the course you are doing, you would have done a better course. Because of the bad influence and the bad advice. And Bible said this Rehoboam, he heaped unto himself the young men who has grown with him who did not know better than he did. They have the same background. They have the same age. 
and they have not seen anything different from what he has seen. This way, they, they are counselors. These were the people that he hid, but by which he rejected the counsel of the old man who advised his father. Hallelujah. Amen. May you not be somebody who will reject advice. Amen. There are some people you cannot advise. They react to advice as though advice is a poison. They, when they, it's like it bounces off them. But you want to. <laughs> you, you want to pray this morning. You want to call on God. You want to say, Lord, send me a good counsel. Help me to take advice. Plans go wrong without counsel. Plans will go wrong. But with a good counsel, with a good advice, I can, I can win a war. The war of your life. Your life will be very nice. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that all you need in this life is for God to give you an advisor. Yeah, you just need to meet somebody. You just need somebody who will advise you. And in, you see, in the church setting, the advice is free. You come for consultation and all that. But in the business world, advices, they form consortium. When they give you just an advice, even go to the bank. If you go to see your consultant, they charge you. Hello? Yeah, they charge you because you did not use the ATM. You have gone to see a consultant. <laughs> you go to a teller, they charge you. Because they know what advice, advice can change your life. One advice can change everything you, you, you are doing. Hallelujah. If God wants to bless your life, he will just send somebody to just come and advise you to come and say something to you that will change your life. Hallelujah. How many want God to help you? The help of God comes through the people that he sends to you. Yes, The person gives you a simple input and advice and it will change your life. Amen. So I want us to pray that Lord, as we sow our seed, as we pray, we pray for a counsel, a good counsel in our lives, in our business, whatever we are doing, an advice that will change our lives. Look, a fisherman, by name Peter, met Jesus and he became an apostle. Whatever good you have done is because of who you met. And the bad things you have also done is because of an advice from a bad friend. Hello? How many have some bad, not you, you know somebody who has done some bad things based on advice from bad people. Hallelujah. Lift your voice, lift your hands, and begin. Stand to your feet for just a minute or two. Say, Lord, send me advice. Send me. May I be able to take good counsel. Lift your voice. Lift your voice for just a minute or, or so. Lift your voice and call on God. Oh, Lord, I need counsel. I need your counsel. I need your counsel. Hey, Sante. Oh, yes, blessings is a product of counsel. Ah, blessed is the man that walketh not after the counsel of the ungodly. May I walk after the counsel of the godly people. May I not stand in the seat of the sinners, nor sit on the seat of the scornful. May my delight be in the law of your law, that in your law I will meditate on it day and night. My God, Mo Shantesa, Ayabando, Ayema, Hateba. Somebody lift your voice. Pray like you mean it. Say, Lord, this morning I call on you for an advice. 
Oh, yes, Lord. Advice that will change my life. Advice that will cause me to live long. Premature death will be canceled. You will not die before your time. You will live your full life. You will finish your university. You will be married. You will not be a single mother. You will not die in a car accident. You will be protected through a counsel, through advice. You will become, you will be changed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your voice and lift your hands. Hey, and call on God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mayo te sante. Oh, yes, Lord, we call on you. We pray to you. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Send us advice, Lord. Raise people to advise us. May advices, oh God, that we receive lead us, oh God, to win the wars of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we call on you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to call on you for a good advice. That we will take a good advice. Deliver us from bad counsel. Deliver us from bad advices. May those we meet counsel us in the right things, Lord. Deliver us from our own, our own advice that is not coming from a good source. Lord, we lift our hands and we lift, oh God, our eyes to you. Help us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Take your offering and your tithe. And as you give, all you are saying is, Lord, a good advice. Oh, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Yeah. Your teacher will advise you. Your father will advise you. Your mother will advise you. Your pastor will advise you. There are people, there are people who will advise you in this life. Hallelujah. When you reject those advice, it may never be well with you. Take your tithe, your offering that you are giving. Take something very wonderful. Can we have the church account number if you are giving? Lift it. If you need an envelope to give also, you can wave your hand. I will get you an envelope. You need envelope? You can come for it quickly. If it's your tithe, the tithe is the tent of all that God gives you. God bless you. God bless you. Peshi, you are blessed. You want an envelope. You know, your offering, even if it's not a tithe, your offering should be big, such that it cannot fit into your hand. You need an envelope. And please write your cell phone number and your first name. If it's your tithe, somebody will contact you and will send you the covenant blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Whoever is opening the window, the windows are not opening. Are they afraid of it? It should be open very well. Okay, I'm still waiting for you to take your offering. I'm still taking the offering, your tithe. Okay, this our church account number and also church cell phone number. If you want to do e-wallet, there's a phone number. You can join 
link your account to the church account. That is what we prefer. We don't want to handle cash. You can send it straight and use your cell phone number and your name as the reference and somebody will contact you and your life will not be the same. Amen. All right. Great. Okay. So, if you are using your phone to do it, lift your phone, your iPad. Those who have joined on Microsoft Teams, you are part of the service. You can go off for some short minutes and give your offering, your tithe. And we are praying. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have to obey your word. Thank you for the opportunity to fulfill your word and to receive the promise that your word, oh yes, brings. Lord, you said we should test you with our tithe and see if you will not open the windows of heaven and bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. You said when we give, you will give back unto us, pressed down, shaking together and running over. You cause men to give back unto us. Lord, we have done our portion as your servant. Let your word be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Give us more than we have asked. Give us good health. Strengthen us. Deliver us. Send us help in terms of advice, good advice that will change our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord and give the Lord a shout. You can do better than that. You can do better than that for this day, great day, Jesus' day. Hallelujah. It's testimony time. How many are excited? Wow, the word of God says they overcame him. Hallelujah. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimonies. Every time we share testimonies, we are given power to overcome the devil. Amen. So let's welcome our sister Nicole to share her testimony. Encourage her. She's a dancing star. My sister, what would you like to share with us? What has God done for you? I'd like to thank God for the healing of my eyesight. Wow. So in 2018, during the Easter service, by the grace of God, towards the end, uh, Bishop uh, asked the congregation to put their hands um, where they are sick. So I put my hands on my eyes. And after the prayer, by the grace of God, I was healed. I knew this because when I opened my eyes, I could see that the room was brighter than it was before. Wow. So what is it that you could not do first that you could do after the prayer? So I couldn't see um, objects that were too close. For example, if someone was standing um, by me, I wouldn't be able to see them properly. I know wow. them because I've seen them. All right. Is that close enough? What's there? What, what, what's written there on the poster? Uh, how to neutralize curses. Wow, she received the healing. Wow, put your hands together for the Lord. So what would you like to say to the congregation to encourage them? 
I would like to say to the congregation in Jeremiah 3.15, the Bible says that I will give you pastors and shepherds after my own heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So I just want to encourage the congregation that keep coming to church faithfully and adhere to the advices that our pastor, Bishop Napoleon Essien, will give to us. Thank you. Wow. Put your hands together for Jesus. And our last testimony for the day, can we welcome Kuni to come on stage from the show Your Love. Wow. Welcome, my sister. Please share your testimony with us. What has God done for you? testimony is about how God healed my eyes. Wow, another eyesight healing. Oh, Um, I'd like to thank God first before I share my testimony for what he has done for me. Back in 2018, I suffered from what optometrists call being farsighted, which left me with a lot of terrible and constant migraines. So farsighted, meaning you could see objects that are far, nothing near. You couldn't see the... Not well enough. Wow, okay. And my eyes also suffered from extreme light sensitivity. It didn't matter how bright or how dim the light was. As long as there was light, my eyes would hurt. That also caused my eyes to be constantly watering, which made outside being a nightmare. Being in lectures was also difficult because the lights were always on. So due to that problem, the doctor advised me to wear my glasses full time. But it didn't really help. My eyes were still painful. They were constantly watering. I still had the headaches. And I came to church on one Sunday. I was prayed for and I received instant healing. Wow. I see you don't wear your glasses anymore. Where are they? They are just sitting somewhere in a box in my room. They're gathering dust in her room. She doesn't wear them anymore. Hallelujah. Do you have a word of encouragement for us as a congregation? I'd like to encourage the congregation to be faithful. Believe in prayer. Exercise your faith. Keep coming to church. One of the Sundays, it could be the Sunday for your healing. Wow. As you clap your hands and scream for the Lord, you are the next in line for a testimony. Amen. Wow. What a blessing. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there in their midst. And I tell you today, we have not gathered here to watch James Bond. Neither have we gathered to watch a boxing match. We have come to receive and to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Somebody with Jesus' joy, rise to your feet. Make a joyful noise, a louder noise. And let's welcome Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you. Father, we worship you. We give you all the glory for bringing us together. It's all about you, Lord. It's never about us. Have your way and let your will be done. Lord, above all, we pray that let the works of the enemy be limited. We bind the powers of darkness and the birds that are ready to take the words that you are about to sow into our hearts. Lord, open our hearts and let your word be written upon the tables of our hearts. Heal our bodies. Change our lives. Oh, turn our situation around. Let the burdens 
the worries, the troubles that we have brought, let it be lifted by the power of the Holy Spirit. Have your way. And above all, let your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. What a blessing. So it's a blessing to have Jesus swollen Sunday. Amen. You know, one day a boy was going to church. A certain boy. He was going to church and when he got to the church, they sacked him from the church because he was not smelling like a rich man. He was not dressed like a rich person. So the boy really, really wanted to be in church. So he came out. And as he came out and he was going, he met somebody. And the person was asking him, where are you going? He said, no, I'm very sad. He said, why are you sad? So I came to church. I wanted to go and be born again. I want to uh, go to heaven one day. I went to church. And they sacked me because I'm not uh, dressed like them. So the person told me, oh, that is why you are crying. He said, don't worry. I'm the one they are worshiping. Jesus. Uh, They have also sacked me. Jesus told him, he said, I'm the one that they are calling on. But when I also, when they have sacked me, so you shouldn't cry. So it is very important to bring Jesus into his church. Hallelujah. Because these days the church has become like a bank. It is easy to go to church for a whole year and you wouldn't know what the church is about. It is easy to be in a church and you wouldn't understand why people gather. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And the church is about Jesus. I said the church is about Jesus. That is why we are having Jesus Swollen Sunday. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. So the little uh, sermon I want to share with you quickly and we'll be out of here. It's called, uh, can I have... uh, how to preach salvation, how you can preach salvation. My little subject this uh, morning is called Jesus, the Savior and the Healer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell somebody Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. And Jesus is the Healer. And Jesus is the healer. So when you come into contact with Jesus, okay, Jesus is so many things. Jesus is so many things, just like you. (laughs) Are you getting it? Like me, I'm a father, but I'm also a son. Do you understand? Yeah, I'm a husband. (laughs) Are you there? Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. So one person can be so many things. You see, maybe you are a student, you are a daughter, and you are also a daughter-in-law, and you are a wife, and you are a mother. You can be so many things. 
So depending on how people know you, okay, depending on, for instance, many people, for even sometimes church members come to talk to you about uh, things they are doing, they are trying to do things, financial issues, but most of the church members don't know me as an accountant, even though I've trained as an accountant. So they, they don't come to me for a financial advice because they don't know me as an accountant or I have done finance or I have any financial uh, background or knowledge. All they know is that this guy is a pastor. <laughs> you see, so perception actually follows reception. Perception follows reception. You cannot receive what you have not perceived. Hallelujah. You need to perceive before you receive. And what you receive is because of what you have perceived or what you have seen. So if you don't see, in fact, you may even have a phone. And some of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the features of the phone will not be activated. and will not be because you have not perceived that the phone can do all those things. Some of us have paid for very expensive phones that we are not using the reason why we've paid all the amount that we've paid for. Because if it's all about receiving calls and making calls, then any cheap phone can do that. But a phone is very expensive because of what it can do. Are you there? Some of the phones can take video, can record, can take very good pictures, more than even proper cameras. Some of the phone can scan, can edit, can do so many things that computer can do, and even better. Hallelujah. Amen. But you have that expensive phone, and all you use the phone for is receiving calls and making calls. All you use the phone for is please call me. Some of us, our phone even have a, a pretest. You, you, there are things you can uh, uh, voice to test. You can speak to your phone, and your phone will give you the test. It's a phone. You can send a, a WhatsApp test message, but you will speak to the phone, and the phone will give you the test, and you send it. But you don't know. But that doesn't mean that the phone cannot do. Hallelujah. So many people who have come to Jesus, who have not benefited from who Jesus is, it's not because Jesus cannot do, but it's because they have not known him as such. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, that is why when you look at the Old Testament, when God was moving with Moses, at a point in time, he introduced himself different. That's why we have a lot of the names for Jehovah. You have Jehovah Shammah. The Lord who is at presence. Jehovah Nisi is our banner. He will fight for us. Jehovah Nisi, that's the banner. Jehovah Elohim, eternal creator. So you, many people know God. You see, what you know of, of him is what you will receive. So it's not like he cannot. It's not like, you know, sometimes you are even giving somebody advice and he will be saying, well, what do you know about uh, banking? What do you know about finance? Because he doesn't know that you, so that aspect will be closed. 
to the person unless the person comes and says, I need this because I can see that you can help me in this area. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, so Jesus is so many things. He's so many, many things to us. But I want to talk about Jesus, the Savior and the Healer. Hallelujah. Because the Savior and the Healer is almost joint, but some people also even don't benefit from it. The Savior and the Healer. It is, it is something that it is almost inseparable, but some people just receive him as Savior. Because the least you can do after you have received him as a Savior is to be healed. That is why he compared healing to children's bread. The poorest of a father can afford a bread. Bible said that healing, healing is the children's bread. So when you are a child of God, your healing is like a bread in the kingdom of God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. None of us are going to go away with any burden, any problem, any issue, any case. Whether curable or incurable, it is curable. What is impossible with men is possible with God. Hallelujah. So, for instance, for instance, some of us are saved. It's okay. It's okay. Let's enjoy the, 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 yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Are you here? Some of us are saved, but we are still sick in our bodies. We've not benefited from Jesus as a healer. Amen. I mean, hardly. You, somebody is drowning, and you go and rescue the person, you save the person. Will you leave him to swim into the shore? So why are you saved and you are not healed? If somebody is in a car accident, do you save the person from the wreckage and you leave the person? You take the person to a place also to be helped. Salvation, okay, and healing is almost joint. You don't save somebody, whatever is killing you or destroying, when you are saved from you, the person who is drowning, after you have been uh, rescued, you will be helped. All the water you have swallowed, you will be helped to take it out. And if you need to be given infusion, drip, whatever, they will help you. Is that not it? Yeah. If a scholar is chasing you and Somebody saves you from the school. It's not like, oh, stop. Then after that, he leaves you. Then the school continues. No. <laughs> the, the rescue mission is completed not only with the salvation, saving you from the person, but you may be helped to arrive at where you are going. Are you here? Yeah, so we need to know Jesus as the savior and the healer. It is, it is too joint. It is too connected not to benefit from the two. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. It's very, very important. So in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 40, the Bible talks about it. It says, if you give, okay, if you receive 
uh, a prophet or you give water to a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive prophet's reward. In other words, your perception yeah, determines your reception. What you receive, if you cannot perceive, if you can only perceive Jesus as a carpenter, you may have a coffin <laughs> or a chair or a wardrobe or a bed. Because you know Jesus as a carpenter. Hello? So what you see Jesus to be determines what you get. Hallelujah. May you see him in the right way. I say may you see him in the right way. So in Luke chapter 2, I'm trying. Verse number 10 and 11. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 and 11. Bible says, and the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Hallelujah. The angel said he's bringing what? Good tidings tidings of what? Great joy, which shall be to all people. Verse number 11, continue. Is it in your Bible? Okay. Verse number 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is what? Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. But the first thing he said, he said, the angels said unto them, fear not. Somebody don't be afraid. May the spirit of fear leave your body. I said, may the spirit of fear leave your body. May he leave your home. Amen. You have been afraid for a long time. You've been afraid. You don't even know what you are afraid of. You are just afraid. You are just afraid. But he say, fear not. Hallelujah. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Listen to this. It did not say that the good tidings of great joy shall be to few people. Good tidings of great joy shall be to all people. Hallelujah. And what is the good tidings of great joy? The good tidings of great joy, it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Hallelujah. Which is Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the, the Savior is Jesus. And Jesus coming into the world is good tidings of great joy to all people. Hallelujah. All people includes you. So if there has not been any good tidings, if there has not been good and great news in your life, if there's nothing good in your life, as a Christian, is changing from this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Good tidings of great joy. You will not just have a joy, but your joy will be great. I say your joy will be great. Your contact with Jesus must bring you great joy. Jesus did not come into your life to reduce you. You did not receive Jesus. Jesus did not come to make you, I mean, worse off. The coming of Jesus into every home, into every life. Wherever he went, he was doing good. How can you have Jesus 
in your boat and you are still struggling. How can you have Jesus in your life and there is no great joy? How can you have Jesus in your life and you are not benefiting from the great news or the great joy that Jesus brings? Today I appoint you great joy. I said there will be joy in your life. I said there will be joy in your life. I said there will be joy in your life. Joy will be in your life. You you will rise up from your bed with joy. You will go to bed with joy. You will be falling asleep with joy. Hallelujah. Joy will be a permanent feature of your life. Because when you have Jesus, you are supposed to have great joy. Hallelujah. It is not possible for you to encounter Jesus and not have joy. It is not possible for you to meet Jesus and there's no joy in your life. When you meet with Jesus, one of the common things he gives is not just joy, but great joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were baptized into the Holy Ghost. Not with lemon juice. When you see a Christian who cannot smile. When you see a Christian who has always squeezed his face. It means his Jesus, his encounter with Jesus is not complete. Hallelujah. Do you know one day, one day my father told me something. We bought something that we were trying to fix, but we're struggling. How to fix it? Then it's anything that you are struggling with, you have not found it. Nobody will make something for you to struggle, struggle, almost like you are spoiling the thing. <laughs> then it means something is missing. You have not found a way. You, 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 you are not doing it how you are supposed to do it. The reason why there is no great joy in your life, even though there's a savior in your home, that you have not. The reason why you say you are born again, but you are still depressed, you are still stressed, you are still sick, you are still in pain, you are still worried, you are, you are still confused. You are going about it in a wrong way. I'm telling you, you buy, you know, you can go to, you can go to furniture shop, you can go to take a lot, they will deliver the product. If you are fixing it and you are struggling too much, it means there's something you have not done. <laughs> Just putting on your computer, you've removed it, you cannot put it. No, you are putting the, 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 the pin in the, in the wrong place. It's like, ah, it's not working. They, you have not found where. Because nobody will make a computer with the charger. And the charger doesn't have a spot where you plug it. You are putting the charger in the USB port. (laughs) You are putting the charger in the microphone spot. The reason why you are struggling is there's something you have not found. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because some of us, we have come to the Savior. But one of your legs is with the Savior, and one is in the world. You hate yourself. 
you have bought a nice car, a beautiful car, and instead of using the sitting in the car, one of your leg is in the car, and one is in the outside. You will hurt yourself. Even though there's air conditioning in the car, even though there's music in the car, but you can easily die. You can easily hurt yourself. Because one of your legs is in the car and one is outside and the, and, and the car is being driven. You have, most of us, that is how we have made Jesus. One part of our leg is in the world and another is with Jesus. And Bible says, in him we live and move and have a... So Jesus is always moving and one of your legs is outside. Jesus is always moving. Is always moving. How can you meet with Jesus and still be depressed? How can you meet with the Savior and still be stressed and be confused and be visionless? It is not possible. Are you here? Yeah. That is why I said that it shall be to all people. It shall be to all people. Good tidings. Good tidings. The Savior is bringing you good tidings. Your contact with the Savior brings you good tidings. Do you know what good tidings is? It means good news. You see, we have unsolicited news of bad nature. News that you have not asked for, but it's not nice. Because they can, they, you have not gone, they can call you and give you a bad news. That is bad tidings. But Bible says when you meet the Savior, it's not a bad news. Hallelujah. You know, some of us sometimes, when you have a phone call from somebody who doesn't call you often, then your heart begins to beat. <laughs> what, what are you about to say? Especially when they call you, he said, are you, are you home? Then you say, yeah, I'm not who I'm not. Okay, will you let me know when you get home? Then your heart begins to beat. Boom, boom, boom. Why, what is it that you cannot tell me? Why, why do you want me to get home? So the news has not been broken. But already, your heart is beating. Boom, boom. Because it's not good tidings. But Bible says that when you meet the Savior... I said, when you meet with the Savior, it is good tidings. It is good news. I said, it is good news. That will bring you great joy. Hallelujah. I'm trying. Uh, my, 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 my. My Shanta and my My God. You cannot meet with the Savior. And not have great joy. And not have good news. Hallelujah. Are you here? All right. First John chapter 4 verse number 14. I'm trying. Yes, I was born for this. Thank you. Hallelujah. Bible says, and we have seen and do testify 
that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. God has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Look at Jesus. He came to save the whole world. Your little problem. It is, it, how can you be so worried? You have junior problems. Problems that don't even exist. You, you have actually managed to have problems that don't exist. And sometimes you ask somebody, why are you worried? If you like ask the person, why are you worried? He can't even tell why he's worried. So uh, I don't even know why I'm worried. So why are you worried? Many people don't know why they are worried. They don't know why they are confused and they are sad. When you ask them, why are you not smiling? They can't even tell you. Do you know that 80% of the things that people worry about don't even exist? 80%. 80%. You have finally, will I pass my exams? Will, will I ever be chosen? Will somebody like me? When you are chosen, will it, I mean, become a marriage? When you get married, will I ever conceive? Hey, will, my, will I be able to give birth? Will my child? You are worried with everything. When you meet the Savior, hallelujah, Bible says he's the Savior of the world. Amen. So it's very important to know that Jesus is the Savior. Amen. He was sent to save us. And that is what he specializes in doing. And what does Jesus save us from? Matthew chapter 1, verse number 20 and 21. Very quickly. What is Jesus saving us from? The Bible says, But while he taught on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto you, unto thee, Mary, thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. So the main problem we have as human beings is our sins. This is our main problem. This is our main problem. The main problem said he will save us from our sins. Hallelujah. The angel, look, Joseph was a, a good man. And he was living in Cape Town. And he met somebody and he went to Transkai to pay the Lobola. So after paying the Lobola in Transkai, he was coming home. Okay. Yeah. And when he came. Mary got to Cape Town and Mary was, the stomach of Mary was big. And Joseph says, I mean, I just paid the lobola. And we were in your family house. There were no separate rooms for, for us. I have rushed down. It's now that we are going to go for our honeymoon. How can you be spitting? So, Bible says, Joseph taught that, no, 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 no. A girl who says that a spirit has made her pregnant is a dangerous girl. 
So Joseph put two and two together. He said, no, 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 no. You know, you can take the lobola and everything, but I'm afraid of you. You see, there are some marital issues. Only angels can solve it. Because when Joseph had a marital issue, no pastor, God had to send angels to come and solve it. Angels have to come and solve that marital problem. Because the angel, Bible said, when he had thought about it, then I'm going to put Mary away. I'm, I'm my wife. The angel spoke to Joseph and he said, you know what? Don't be afraid. Normally you should be afraid. Normally you should be afraid of somebody who says a spirit has made her pregnant. But for this one, don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Hallelujah. And, and, and the angel told Joseph something. He said, what is happening is that your beloved has been chosen to be a special vessel to bring the Savior. Hallelujah. He said he's, he's go, uh, she's going to give birth to a son. In those days, there were no ultrasound. There. Even today, they do scan and they cannot find the sex of the, uh, uh, the baby. But over 2,000 years ago, without a scan, without... Uh, but the angel was able to tell me that he's going to be a boy. And his name shall be called Jesus. And what is going to happen is that he, he will save his people, hallelujah, from our sins. Amen. And Joseph said, okay, if that is what is happening, then uh, it, it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes when you think about things and you don't get the answer, God will intervene. Hallelujah. It is after you have finished exhausting your options, you cannot close your eyes and ask God for vision. No. It is when you have finished using your sight, because you have sight 24-7. You cannot pray for vision when you have not used your sight. You cannot close your eyes about a lady you want to marry or a guy you want to accept. Then you are saying that God, show me in a vision. No. Have you finished using your sight? If you finish using your sight and you are about to make a mistake, God will step in. But if you have not finished using your sight, God does not give you something that you don't need. That's why he's protected your brain with the scar. If you don't use your mind, you'll be surprised what will happen to you. If you don't use your sight, after you have used all that God has given you, and you are still not able to make it, then God will step in. Hallelujah. Because Joseph did the calculation that asked for this one. Then the angels of God said that it is true, but you have to. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. So that is what happened. And the Bible said that he is uh, going to save his people from their sins. So Jesus came to save us from our sins. Can you see the verse number 21? And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, which is to say Emmanuel, and he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. Now, when you go to uh, any prison, okay. 
any prison. When you go to a prison, the prisoners, they don't need a car. They don't need money. Even if you give them money, they, how would they use it? What the prayer of every prisoner is freedom. I want to be released. Every prisoner wants to be out. Hallelujah. So when you go to prison, you are having a miracle service. You are praying, you receive cars. Where am I going to die? I can't even sit in the car. You are in prison. You're, you may not even be able to see your, your own family members when you want to see them. So the, the need of a prisoner is freedom. Hallelujah. And the problem of human beings is sin. From the day we fell in the garden, from the day, Bible says, God said, the day you eat of this, you will die. When sin enters, things change. Hallelujah. And the serpent deceived Eve and Adam. And sin entered. And from that day, the plan of God, the purpose of God, God did not create us and subjected us to this harsh conditions that we are having. Even snakes, the serpent, before it was cursed, it did not bite. If the, if the serpent bite, Eve wouldn't have been talking to her. Uh, the, I don't know whether the serpent is her or he. So I, <laughs> Eve wouldn't have been talking to it, let me say. Are you here? So it is the case that has changed. The serpent was not moving on the belly. The serpent was not cursed to eat dust. It was eating something. I don't know whether it was eating apples or was bananas, but it was eating something other than dust. But the case, it said that you shall eat dust from now. You will go on your belly. It means the serpent also had legs and hands and all that. The curse removed it. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. And you remember that God said that we are made. He made us out of dust. A man, a woman, we are made out of dust. So when he said that the serpent will eat dust, that is why the serpent is eating different parts of our bodies. Serpent continues, but today, that's why we are coming into contact with the Savior and the Healer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us, the serpent has eaten part of our, our lives. Part of portions of our organs have been eaten. We are living, but we know when we will die. But when you come into contact with Jesus, hallelujah, Amen. he saves you and he heals you. Amen. Can I have your loudest? Amen. Amen. Can I have your loudest? Amen. Amen. The healer and the savior is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus did not come to save us from things that don't exist. The main thing he came to save us from is our sins. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. He will save his people. He will save his people from their sins. Jesus did not come to save us from lack of hospitals, 
when Jesus came around, there were no hospitals, there were no electricity. There were no good uh, uh, pipe on water. There were a lot of things were not there. But that was not his focus. He had not come to provide hospitals. He had not come to provide education and to do NGOs and banks and to do uh, IT network. All those things you could have. Somebody who can raise the dead. Somebody who created the whole world. What could he not have done? But the main problem of man was not, hallelujah, the need for hospital, the need for education was because of the fall. Adam did not go to school, but he was able to read. He was able to name. He was able to do. So the fall, how to, how, the fall of man changed everything that God had planned concerning man. The fall of man caused man to be totally different from. Do you think that God created human beings for us to be poor? Do you think that God created human beings for us to die? No. How can even you, you will not, you will not, if you were creating, you will not give birth and say all you want. You look at the pain, the, the, the pain of death. When somebody dies, you begin to be very, very sad. And you feel that it, it, is, it is not worth it. The person, whatever the person is doing, whether he is the breadwinner, whether she is the only uh, uh, mother around her, when death comes in, you notice that nothing. And that is not how God created us. God did not create us to die. But when sin entered, hallelujah. That is why we don't teach children how to tell lies. Were you told how to tell a lie? Do you remember when you started knowing lies? Who told you? Who told you? Who told you how to tell a lie? Who taught you how to steal? It was like natural because sin, that is the problem. That's what the Bible said that Jesus will save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Are you here? And when our sins are dealt with, when our sins are dead, because the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So when the, the, the main, the roots, the root of what is causing us to die is dealt with, it means there should be no more. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yeah, the wages of sin is dead, but the agent of death is all the diseases that we see. That's the agent of sin. So when Jesus comes in and to save us and to deliver us, hallelujah, and to heal our, our bodies, you are restored to where we fell from. Can I hear all loudest? Amen. Amen. I'm trying. Because every one of us have some sins. How many of us have told lie before? Since, since you were born. Since you were born. Okay, not one lie. How many of us have told at least 100 lies since you were born? What does that make you? You know, one day, one day a pastor went to preach in prison. And when he went to the prison, they had summarized on a notice board the, the issues 
that has brought people there. The issues that has brought people there. And one of the issues was the rape. Do you understand? So like 100 people are here because of rape. Amen? Amen. And what is rape? Sleeping with somebody you have not married to. <laughs> and when the person says no. <laughs> and some of us should be in prison. Even physical prison. Because the, the guy said no. You as a lady, you force him. And the lady said no. And you also force her. So even apart from the sin against God, even the government is also looking for you. And if you say you don't have a problem, then that's why Jesus came to save us from our sins. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You are on a wanted list. And another sin. So, madras. Madras. And the Bible, do you know what the Bible defines as a madra? It says, he that hated his brother without a cause is a madra. How many of us are jealous and you hate somebody? No, you, you know somebody who hates. Yeah. So, and people are in prison because of murder. And we are over here. And the Bible says that when you look at a lady as a guy and you last, you have last, you, you imagine in your mind the type of star that this lady Bible says that you have already committed fornication with her. I mean, people are leading us to do praise and worship. And they are doing. They are doing. They are, when they are doing, you are bending them to, oh! Why? 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 In church. In church. In church. When they are, you have been, I mean, what is wrong with you? It's now, it's like the last has even moved on, you want to see. In church. A nice lady is sitting by you. You are confused now. You can't even hear the preaching I'm preaching. You can't even hear the preaching. It's like, pastor, continue. Don't stop. And the reason why you are saying continue. It's because who is sitting by you. So if the church ends, if the church service ends, she will go away. So you want us to continue. Hallelujah. So what does that make you? A murderer, a fornicator, a liar. How many of us have been jealous before? You were jealous. You saw somebody wearing something nice. It was nicer than yours. And you said, hmm. So you notice that our problem is sometimes even your own brother, your own sister, your best friend has something, but it is paining your skin. 
you are having a skin pain. How many know that Jesus should come and save us from our sins? Yeah. How many? You, there are some of you that when you steal, you say you did not steal, you took it. <laughs> but when you take something from your mother's soup without her permission, it's stealing. Don't say that you took the chicken, you did not steal it. You have taken some your friend's milk that is in the fridge. You have finished it. You have drank a fruit juice 100% and you have diluted it with water. Instead of saying that you have stolen, you say, no, I, I did not say I took it. But taking something without permission, what does it make you? A thief. You are a thief. You are number one. So when you see that they are thieves, you know, Hello. Ah. One day. One day. Four people went to steal. And they were arranged before the court. So when the um, judge started giving the judgment, he said, What did you steal? Then the guy said, Oh, it was a seven up. Then he said, Seven years. Go. Seven. Then the other one came. Then they asked the second, What did you steal? So it was a uh, uh, a sardine. Then he asked him how many fishes were he said four. He said four years. So the third person he has stolen baked beans. <laughs> he has stolen baked beans. And the guy has noticed that the thing is according to the number. Including. So the big beans, the guy needed to go, then he says, no, the fourth person should go. So the fourth person went and they asked him. He also had uh, stolen seven up. So he stood there and said, what did you say? He said, one up. Say, <laughs> what is one up? So it was argument between the judge and this thing that the thing is not seven, it is one. It is one up. Then they just say it was seven up. One up, seven up. They say, okay, if it's one, then one year. Then, then the one who has stolen the big bean said, this court is not the right court for us to be sentenced. This court, we, we, I will not allow myself to be, to be sentenced over here. And after now, the case is hanging. <laughs> Hallelujah! If we were supposed to be sentenced... According to our sins. That is what me, I need Jesus. I don't know about you. Because said, they shall call his name Jesus. And he shall save me and my friends from their sins. Hallelujah. Even after you are born again, you notice that you are struggling with certain sins. Certain sins. And some of, some of us, we don't even mention the sins. Now when you are praying, you say, Lord, you know. <laughs> you know most. Then you, you are saying, Lord, you know. Lord, you are my father. You are my father. You know. Hallelujah. 
Oh, Jesus. I'm trying. Ah. So when we look at our sins, our lies, our things, you notice that we need Jesus. God, Bible said that he will save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So when our sins are forgiven, when our sins are forgiven, it, you know, sometimes the sins that you have committed has effects. One lady was saying, he said, Pastor, I was raised, our mother died, our parents died early, and I had to stay with my, with my big sister, and my big sister was good. She became my mother. She took care of me in her marital home. And he said, when she uh, finished something like matric before she went to the university, the big sister uh, was uh, pregnant and had to be at the hospital for labor. And as she went into labor, there were complications. He said, Pastor, I don't know. He told the pastor, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I was the one taking care of the uh, first and second born in the house and cooking for the husband and all that. I don't know what happened. The husband has fallen in love with me and I've fallen in love with him. Sin has entered. What are all these? Your own sister who has taken care of you as a mother. Now, sleeping with the husband. And he said, when the sister came home and she had to leave to go to the university, the guy still followed. He said, no. He said, somehow she was helpless. And it continued to a point that she couldn't even understand what to do. He said, now. Pastor, I have finished school. I am working. I am doing well. He said, because of that, I married the very first person who came. I did not even find out whether he's a correct guy. I just wanted to. He said, I have married, I have given birth, but I'm dying. The guilt of what I have done, I cannot stay with it. She was... Born again, the sister doesn't even know and all that. But you see, the, 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 I mean, the marriage has saved her from whatever was going on. But the effects of what she has done, the guilt, was lingering. He said, I have money. We have property. We have, we have become millionaires. But I'm dying. I'm drying up from the guilt of what I have done to my sister. So now I'm born again. I want, I want to I, I, I want to tell my sister, but when I say it, it will break her marriage. I don't know what to do. The guilt. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus is what? The savior and the healer. You may have been saved. She was not doing it any longer. But the effect of it was drying her very bones. Her bones. She has money, but she was dying from inside. She has seen doctors. They have, nothing is working. 
And she knows. She knows. Sometimes that is our situation. Sometimes. Yeah, you are born again. But the effect, effect of what we have done in the past has left indelible marks and print in our lives. You are sitting down with HIV. You are sitting down with uh, uh, what do you call somebody who broke his. You are saved. You are born again. But you know that you are the reason why some people's children did not go to school. Some homes have been broken. And those things does not allow you. Jesus, they say, you need to be healed. Hallelujah. There are things that you may, you see, you may close your mind off. There are things that many many people don't know even how it comes to be. Because you cannot, they will check. There is no physical sign of a disease. But there is something in your soul that is eating you up. Yeah. That is when, when Jesus was on the, on, on, in the boat and they were going over the boat. He did not just say, peace be still. The Bible says he rebuked the wind and said to the raging waters, be still. You address the roots. When, you see, when he rebuked the wind, the storm, the storm will be still. The storm has stopped. But the effect of the storm on the sea will still be causing you are born again. You are saved. But the effect, effect of sin in our life, bring diseases, bring pain, bring bitterness, bring unforgiveness, guilty conscience. Things that you are dying is killing you gradually. That is why we need the Savior and the healer. And some people never, never, never are able to even confess their sins. Because the Bible says that confess your fault one to another that you may be healed. Healing does not come from salvation. Healing comes from meeting the healer. You may be saved, but you are not healed. That is why he said, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, be still. So when you deal with the roots and you don't solve the effects of what has happened, it's not solved. Hallelujah. How many are here? And that is why Jesus is here. Many of us, there are diseases. There are conditions. Breast cancer will be healed. Hallelujah. Oh, the, the, the problem with your sight. Everything, there's nothing because he is not just a savior. Is also a healer. In Malachi, the last book in the Bible, the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4, verse number 1 and 2. What does the Bible say? Malachi chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as day. It said, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. And all the proud. Yea. May you have an iPad. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) And all that do wickedly (laughs) shall be shall be stable. I don't know why you are happy. And the day that coming shall burn them shall burn them up, said the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither roots nor branch. Verse number two. Can we read it together? One, go. 
but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as cows of the storm. Hallelujah. He was talking about Jesus. This is the last prophecy concerning Jesus. He said there's a day coming. A day coming that the wicked, the proud, those who will not receive Jesus, they will all be gathered and be burned up like a straw, like a hay. They will burn in hellfire. But to those who fear his name, to those who will have salvation, said to them, the son of righteousness, hallelujah, shall arise, hallelujah, with healing in his wings. Amen. So said that when you come into contact with Jesus, you know, this prophecy was talking about you. There is no, none of the prophets, Old, Old Testament prophets, none of them was like a healing. Only, only, all of them wrote. All of them wrote. It's Elijah and Elisha who had uh, raised the dead, changed water uh, into good waters and all that. But all the rest of them, the, Isaiah, Jeremiah, they were prophesying, they were seeing, they were telling, there were no healing. So this was a prophecy concerning Jesus, hallelujah, that one of the things that Jesus is going to do is that he has healing in his wings. Hallelujah. When you encounter the son of righteousness, in Psalm 84 verse 11, Bible says he is the son and he is the sword. And nothing good will he would hold from them that love him. Hallelujah. Amen. So the son of righteousness, Bible says that, will arise with healing in his wings. So one of the permanent things you need to understand, one of the differences, okay, between Jesus and all the prophets that God uh, uh, used in the Bible is that Jesus was the healer. There was nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. So you cannot come to Jesus and not expect him to heal you. He was not just the savior. He was the healer. He, he, he conquered. He conquered. In fact, when even Lazarus died, one of the things that the one person said, I think in John eleven thirty seven, Bible says, and, and some of the people who came said that, could not this man, who, I mean, caused the eyes of the blind, opened the blind eyes. Could he not have caused that this man shouldn't have died? Hallelujah. It's like, this man could do everything. He could have caused. But even when you are dead, he's able to. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. He's the one that everybody, he, he operated in all the departments. He operated in every single department. Hallelujah. He's a healer. Amen. And expect him to heal you. I said, expect him to heal you. This afternoon, the healing power of God is available to all of us. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 7, verse number 19 to 22. As we close. Luke chapter 7. Is it in your Bible? Luke chapter 7. We are reading from verse number 19. 
If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are not, they say, wait for me. Okay. The Bible says, and John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are thou he that should come, or look we for another? Charlie, I'm, uh, let me read your, from your... <laughs> From your Bible, it, it will turn into iPad. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Are you here? And John calling unto him. It's a miracle service. I said, when you come into contact with Jesus, there is nothing, you know. If you are a Christian and you don't expect a miracle, then I don't know why you have come to Jesus. If you take the Bible and you cut the miracles from the Bible, you see that the Bible is finished. There is not a paragraph or a page that doesn't have a, <laughs> a miracle. So if you are a Christian and there are no miracles in your life, then the great joy has not started. There's something wrong with how you are fixing your relationship with Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Bible says. And John calling unto him, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Are thou he that should come, or we look for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John, John Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Are thou he that should come, or we look for another? And in that same hour, in the same hour that he was being asked whether you are the one. Whether you are the one or we should look for another. He said, Bible said, and in that same hour, he killed many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Hallelujah. Amen. And then Jesus answering said unto them, go your way. And tell John what things ye have seen and heard. How that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. To the poor, the gospel is preached. Hallelujah. So this is a situation that John the Baptist is in prison. And you know Jesus. He's the one who, be, who, who anointed and ordained Jesus. And he said, this is the Lamb of God who takes the sins of the whole world. But when he was arrested, you know Jesus can come and release him from, I mean, he has all the power. So, you know, that's what, what causes offense. Offense is when your expectations don't come true. You are expecting that this will be like this. Do you understand? You're expecting that the brother will propose and he did not, then you're offended. You're expecting that the lady was going to say yes and she did not say yes. And you are disturbed. So when your expectation, so it's not only you. So when John the Baptist also saw that Jesus did not come, he said, look, go and ask him. Because he has the power, he can do all things. Is he really the one? I'm here. I have been arrested. He's not coming. Hallelujah. And Jesus, what was the sign that Jesus said to the uh, descendants? Go and tell. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible said that as they were saying, the same hour that the thing, 
he began to heal. Hallelujah. Because to the, the, the sign of who Jesus is, is the healing. So he wanted everybody to know. He said, go and tell him what you have seen. Because no one is supposed to be healing. It is the one, the son of righteousness, is the healer. Hallelujah. The one who is to come. The one that you are asking, is it the one or we should expect another? Go and tell him that the person is healing. Go and tell him he's healing. What was the first one? Healing infirmities, weaknesses. And Jesus is here. Every weakness in your body. Somebody, your weakness is you can't say no. From today, you can say yes. In the name of Jesus. You can say yes and you can say no. Yeah. You can easily become a prostitute if you don't. Just simple thing as no. The inability to say no. You see, and you may not even understand. Because you can say no, you can say yes. Somebody told me, Pastor, it is like a door without a gate. I don't have what to close. I can't say no. The ability is coming. It's a weakness. Every friend has resulted in something. It's a weakness. You have quarried with everyone. You have fought with everyone. Your friends, your family members, your mother, your father, your aunt, even people who have helped you. It's an infirmity. It's a weakness. It's, a, it's like you cannot be hugged. When they hug you, what you hate is to be told that I love you. It, it, it's a weakness. Bible says at the same, at that same hour, he cured many what? Infirmities. Please make it bolder. Infirmities. So receive healing from every infirmity. I say receive healing from every infirmity. Your contact with Jesus is not only saving you. It's also healing you. I don't know the weakness. Some of you are weak in maths. (laughs) Be healed in the name of Jesus. He cured every form of infirmity. You will be surprised that you go back. You wish that you had done engineering. Because you did not know much, you were reading history. But now when you go back, you notice that the infirmity is gone. Hallelujah. Healing is taking place. Plagues and evil spirits. Some of us, we know that sometimes, sometimes evil spirit warriors, you yourself know that, no, no, this is not me. Because you can behave in a way and after that you begin to cry. You don't understand your own actions. May every evil spirit be cast out now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Then, and unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Hallelujah. Oh, may God give you sight. You see, most of us, we have not even seen what life is about. But right here, God is giving you sight. And sight, that is uh, ophthalmology. So Jesus arrived right there in the ophthalmology department. He was an ophthalmologist. He was, even today, how many doctors can give sight? But Jesus is about, if you have any infirmity with your eyes, whether it's short-sightedness or long-sightedness, myopia or presbyopia, be healed of it in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. And from there, Bible says, go and tell him, Verse number 22. 
And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard. How that the blind see. Hallelujah. So the sign that, in other words, what will let John know that I am the one. You don't need to expect anyone. Is that I am healing. So Jesus is a healer. Hallelujah. Not just a savior. It's a healer. He said the blind see. Then the next one, the lame walk. That is orthopedics. He entered into the orthopedics department. Cripples were walking. Anyone who has any problem with your bones, Jesus is working in that department also. You may think that Jesus is only healing weaknesses in relationship. Weaknesses. Some of you, your weakness is telling lies. Some of us, your weakness is not able to wake up when you sleep. Some of us, your weakness, infirmities, you saw it. Your, your weakness is overeating. You cannot. You just eat and eat and eat. As a student that you are supposed to be learning, you are developing pot belly. As a student. And when you start working, what will happen to you? I mean, student that your work is staying up and studying that you are not earning money. You, are, you have a pot belly. You cannot see your belt. You are just 21 years. You can't see your belt. You cannot bend over your tummy and lace your shoes. When, when you need to lace your shoes, you take the shoes and you lace it. Then you put your leg in it. Because you cannot bend over your... Be healed in the name of Jesus. When you are even full and you are going to sleep, you take the Coke, then you drink before you go to the bed. As though, as though you are going to work in your dreams. As though you need strength in your dreams. They are all weaknesses and every one of it is being healed now. In the name of Jesus. You take the bread. Polony is inside. French fries is inside. You put mayonnaise on it. Then you add eggs over there. Then you, 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 you put black pepper on it. Then after that, you say you are doing exercise. It's a weakness. <laughs> Be healed of your weakness. The weakness is your tongue. Your tongue. Your tongue. When they give you tea and you are putting sugar in it, you think that you are doing some, you, you, you don't look, then you will be fetching. You are looking somewhere and you are fetching the, uh, it's like if you don't see it, it doesn't count. It's a weakness. Every weakness is being healed. In the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes you don't know, this weakness can let you die before your time. Sometimes you have just weakness of telling lies. There is no reason why you should tell a lie. Some of your weakness is swearing. A lady like you, you swear, you swear. Hey! Some of your, your weaknesses, you can't bath. It's like you bath every other day. 
I mean, a lady, you can't change your panties. You bath every other day, every other day. Every weakness is being healed. I don't know your weakness, but whatever I'm saying is happening practically. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Not that boys come to look for you, but you, you, when you see a guy, you see a guy, it's like you are confused. Every side weakness is being healed now in the name of Jesus. The next one. Lame, that is, they said the lame walk. He said, go and tell John, the healer is in town. And I am announcing to everyone, the Jesus, the healer. I said, Jesus, the healer, the savior is in town. Hallelujah. The lame shall walk. In the orthopedic department, he enters. What is wrong with your ankle? What is wrong with your spinal cord? What is wrong with your spatula? What is wrong with your shoulders? What is wrong with your collar neck? What is wrong with your scar? Whatever, whatever, let it be fixed now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And not only that. They said, lepers are cleansed. That is dermatology. It comes to the skin. Some of you, you don't like your skin. Rashes that cannot be named. You have used creams. You spend more budget on cream. When you finish bathing, you, you are like, you are now bathing. You, 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 wear the, you wear the cream. And still, there's no change. But Jesus, Bible says, he came, he cleansed the lepers. Let every skin condition be healed. In the name of Jesus. And the next one. And the deaf. That's ENT. Ear, nose, and throat. Do you know that your ear, your nose, and throat, they are connected? Yeah. 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 So Jesus also is ENT specialist. Sinusitis. Let it be healed. Everyone with breathing condition, let it be healed. Yeah, short breath. Yeah, lungs, infection in your lungs, bronchitis, whatever has to do with breathing, respiratory, be healed of it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, when you come to the skin condition, some people also, they can't sweat. Yeah, respiratory conditions, whatever they eat is within them. They are like, I mean, alligators or leopards. It's like nothing can, they can't sweat. Be healed in the name of Jesus. ENT. Any problem with your ear, with your breathing, with your truth, with your nose, in the name of Jesus. Some of you, you cannot smell. Receive your healing. Jesus, the healer, he does all this in the name of Jesus. You cannot meet with Jesus and not benefit from this. He comes into the ENT department. The next one, the dead are raised. Pathology. The final, the final problem of man. The, the problem that man cannot deal with. You see, when people are sick, they will be ambulance. They will be rushing them. But when the person dies, you see that everybody is <laughs> like Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But Jesus said, no, 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 it's not over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every dead dream comes alive. Any part of your body that is dying, that is dead, comes alive now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And to the poor, the gospel, hallelujah, the gospel is preached to the poor. The poor people are one of the people that you cannot talk to. Because the poor people, they appear in all the departments. They are in all the departments. When you go to psychiatry, when somebody has been hungry for two years, you don't even understand why Africa is the way it is. When, somebody, you, when you are hungry for just one day, look at how you behave. Just one day that you have not eaten from morning to evening. Can you imagine the effect of somebody who has been hungry for less than 10 years. That's why there's corruption in Africa. Yeah, most of them is mental problem because when you are hungry for 10 years, you will not be correct. When you... <laughs> the effect of hunger, the effect of hunger will give you psychiatric problem, will cause you to... I'm telling you, it will make you do some things that people don't understand. Why is this person doing this? The effect of hunger. I said, people, common people, people, hungry person. That's why many churches, when they see the poor, they will quickly do uh, chicken soup or soup chicken, something. Because when you are talking to a poor person, he's not hearing what you are saying. He's thinking about what he's going to eat, where he's going to bed. Yeah. Poor persons have orthopedic problems because their bed, when they lie in their bed, the bed makes them draw vein. Their leg come up. I'm telling you. So for one year, you see that they have, they have back pain. Not because they've been sick or they've fallen from the bed that they are sleeping on. The food that the, the, the poor person eats gives them malnutrition, affect their eyes. Causes diabetes. Causes, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a poor person who just do a sugar solution and drinks. So when the, he says that the poor people are listening, the gospel, you don't understand. You don't understand. Because it, it takes a power. It takes a power for a poor person to listen to be the gospel, to be born again. Because a poor person, you, you see, the berries, they will come to your... Uh, they are looking for... They will eat from anything. A poor person. It, it, it's not an easy group. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are poor here, Jesus came to heal poverty. Amen. Yeah. yeah. After salvation, poverty can, can be sorted out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He will give you a good vision. Amen. He will give you a new understanding. Amen. Your life will not be the same. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't just think of Jesus as just a savior. Many people have gotten born again. They are saved, but there's nothing better in their life because they have not known the healer. Why should you be? You know, Jesus, he came to restore us. He came to restore us to where we fell from. Hallelujah. Adam had dignity. Adam was not sick. Adam was not poor. Adam was a very good person. Poverty can even cause you to have inferiority complex. 
Yeah. You can You see, a poor person, you hate what you like. The things that you like, you cannot afford, so you d- decide to hate it. You see people, they, they I don't like this, is what I don't like. It's not what they don't like. What they can't afford. That's when, yeah, that's when people prosper. You see a side of them that you have never known. If you want to see the true colors of someone, let the person prosper. Let the person give the person uh, power and money. I said, a man's character is revealed by money and power. Yeah. When your character is good, after you have money and you have power, then you are very good. <laughs> Some people, even the money has not come, but they have already changed. The money has not come. There are people here who are having fasting, coming for all night because you don't have anywhere to sleep. That's why you are always coming for all night. And you are always, when is the next all night? When is the next? Ne- because, I mean, for you, the all night is, is uh, very helpful. <laughs> but the day you buy the waterbed, will you still serve God? Hallelujah. So two things quickly, two things. The Savior and the healer. Are you ready to meet Jesus as the Savior and the healer? May Jesus save your life. May he save us from our sins. Maybe you have even been a Christian, but there are things that you have never been able to stop. You've not been able to let it go. Bitterness, unforgiveness, hate. I mean, hatred. It is still there. There are things. Guilt. Guilt of things you've done in the past, you cannot, you cannot get over it. I'm here to tell you that you are meeting the Savior. The Savior is here. Hallelujah. Jesus is walking amongst us. The Savior is here. And it's not just a Savior, it's also a healer. In the name of Jesus, stand to your feet. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, close your eyes with me. I want you to invite Jesus into your life. I want you to meet with him today, this afternoon, not only as a savior, but also as a healer. It is not possible for you to encounter him and live with all your trouble, live with all the pain, with all the issues. No, he will save you from all your fears. Somebody, you are afraid of the future. You are afraid of marriage. You are afraid of what you have seen. You are afraid of what will you turn out? You are afraid of what your children will become. You are afraid for your family. There are things that you are worried. Jesus will save you and will also heal you. Close your eyes, lift your hands to the Lord and call on him. The Lord, this afternoon, ah, Jesus, Jesus, Solon Sunday, ah, I encounter you as the Savior and the healer. Jesus, the Savior and the healer, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mashante. What is your problem? What is your condition? Oh yes, he's walking in all the departments. Even the dead are raised. Even the dead are raised. Ah, yabarababa. In the gaimi, he is there. The woman with the issue of blood. Hey, the madman of Gadara in the psychiatry. He's moving in all the departments. You are meeting him as the savior. Somebody lift your voice and call on him. The Lord this day, Jesus, Jesus, we came unto you. 
as the Savior and the healer. Heal my life. Save my life. Deliver me in the name of Jesus. 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 Ayabayandose. Oh, somebody lift your voice and call on him. Lift your voice and call on him. Lift your voice and call on him. He will save and he will heal. He will save and he will heal. I don't know what your sins are. I don't know. Bible says, For this cause, the Son of Man was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. You will be delivered. You will be set free. Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. So with our eyes closed, you are here. Somebody invited you or you came. Perhaps you've been even in church. You may have been known as somebody who is born again, but you know there are things that you have not been able to solve. But Jesus will save you. Bible says he will save his people from their sins. Whatever sins it is, big or small, whatever it is, whatever it is, you want Jesus to save you, you want salvation to come to you, you want to be delivered from it. Yes, that is the reason why we came. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. It is time. Stand wherever you are. All you need to do is to lift only your right hand to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I also want Jesus to save me from my sins. I cannot stop lying. I cannot stop. From Oh, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Addiction is going to be broken. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. I cannot stop. I cannot stop fornication. I cannot stop smoking. I cannot stop drinking. I don't know. It looks like I'm helpless. But Jesus is here to save you. Jesus is here to save you. Lift only your right hand high above your head. And we'll pray together. Lift it wherever you are. Only your right hand. Only your right hand. Slip it high above your head. This is the reason why we came to Jesus. He will save us from our sins. He will save us from our sins and he will heal us. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, oh yes, Father. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Oh yeah, we lift our hands to you. Oh Father, you hold every hand that is lifted. Please, if you've lifted your hands, say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you as the Savior. I want to meet you as the Savior and the healer. I can't help myself. Lord, I surrender. I surrender unto your saving grace. Please save me from myself. Save me from my sins. Let me not die in my sins. Please help me. In Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.